I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Friends, welcome to our first episode of a Motherhood Monday. This week, we're going to be talking about four ideas for encouraging boldness in our kids. I am so glad you're here. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast a live workshop-style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home, and what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. So Jeff and I don't really do New Year's resolutions per se, but what we've done instead is we choose kind of like a vision statement. We've done that for maybe the last five years now, and it's like choosing an anthem or a theme for our year, something we just really want to focus on. Last year, my vision statement centered around the idea of refining, and the vision behind it was just to be mindful and intentional about improving by making small changes. If any of you have read Atomic Habits by James Clear, it'll be kind of familiar, but the idea is just that we make small changes over time. So if each day we're just getting a little bit better, right? That 1% better each day. If we're progressing and changing in these tiny little increments, then the whole trajectory really changes over time, right? Because it compounds. So if we do these little changes every single day, then over time, they just add up to this pretty staggering growth. And the idea was so encouraging to me that I just needed to make these small changes, right? These bite-sized moves, something that felt 
doable for me, um, that these small moves in the right direction, the small steps that I'm taking, maybe it's just drinking more water, or maybe it's just you listening to this podcast, right? It all matters towards making those big changes over time. So that was last year. And then this year, my word of the year is boldness. And boldness is defined as confidence or courage and the willingness to take risks and act innovatively, which are character traits we all want to instill in our kids. You know, I'm a recovering people pleaser. I'm a three on the Enneagram. So as much as I tried to convince myself otherwise, deep down, probably like a lot of you listening, I still struggle with that inner critic, right? As much as I try not to, I still care what people think about me. And I think choosing boldness as my word of the year this year, it was just so intentional, especially since I knew I'd be launching this podcast. Um, as I started creating the vision for this project, you know, if I'm being if I'm being honest, there's so many moments where I wondered, like, should I even do these motherhood Monday topics that end in prayer? Uh, is that going to turn people off? Will I be able to reach a broader audience if I don't include the prayer? And I just kept reminding myself, just stay true to your mission and be bold. You know, every time I wanted to speak up and lend my voice, if it was in a meeting or in some other space, and I wasn't sure how my opinion would be received, I just reminded myself to be bold. Every time I faced that freaking monster of imposter syndrome, I reminded myself to be bold. Every time I felt overwhelmed or inadequate or unqualified, I just reminded myself to be bold. And I want to encourage that same boldness over my kids, right? I want them to feel the fear and do it anyway. I want them to speak up in the face of injustice. I want them to take risks and be comfortable taking risks and be courageous and confident. So I've been thinking about that a lot um, and I put together four ideas here for you, for me, on ways we can encourage boldness in our children. So the first one is just to keep in mind that our kids' journey is more important than the destination. And what that means is just that we should focus on encouraging our kids to try and applauding their effort instead of just focusing on the outcome. The trying and the effort itself are a huge win. You know, I know our instinct as parents is to protect our kids especially from failure, but I've learned that curiosity and experimentation, you know, that trial and error, it's just a, such a big part of how our kids learn. And the more they fail, you know, the more that we allow them to fail in safe ways, especially with those short-term goals along the way, the more comfortable they'll be with failure. I mean, think about this. We want our kids to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's boldness. It's what it takes to make an impact. Being comfortable, being uncomfortable. That's where a life of significance is rooted. So what might praising their effort over accomplishment look like or sound like in practice? You know, how do we teach them that the journey, how they're trying, the focus, the grit, that resilience is more important than the destination, whatever that outcome is? Well, maybe it's, you know, rather than encouraging our young ones and their coloring that it's Beautiful, which is the accomplishment, right? That's something that we might say, wow, that looks great. I love it. It's beautiful. We can focus on the effort rather than the outcome. So we could say something like, wow, I see how hard you're focusing, staying inside the lines while you color. You're really trying hard and paying attention, aren't you? I like how you experimented. You blended those colors together in this corner. So creative. You hear the difference? My focus is on how hard they're focusing and experimenting rather than just how the piece actually looks, right, on that outcome. 
And this is just a small example, but I think if we can make this a daily practice, it's actually quite powerful in the mindsets we're shaping. Maybe if you have older kids, maybe it sounds something like this. Like, I I know you're disappointed your team didn't win, but man, I really admire how you've been waking up early and you've been staying up late. You've really focused on your form this season. As your mom, it's been really fun to watch you stick with it and to see how it's gotten easier for you as you've practiced. There's so much gold in the process, my friends, not just the outcome. And the more we can help our kids see, hear, and experience that it takes hard work to develop new skills and results aren't always immediate, they'll they'll be more likely to embrace the discomfort of taking risks, right? And that's living boldly. So that's number one. Number two is to encourage them in their curiosity and mistakes. And I don't have to tell you moms that kids just ask so many questions, right? They're naturally so curious. Sometimes maybe we can let it get on our nerves, but it's really an incredible life skill. They want to understand, right? They want to know how things work and why they are the way they are. And I encourage you to foster that curiosity. And mistakes, (laughs) mistakes are incredible teachers and they're great at building boldness. But this only happens when us, right? When us as the parents treat mistakes as an opportunity to learn and grow. We have to remove that tie between mistakes and failure. Like those two don't need to be tied together. Allow your kids to mess up every now and then. Help them understand how they could better approach the task next time. Another powerful thing we can do is to help our kids see that everyone makes mistakes, right? We got to learn. We got to move on. There's something I read or heard a long time ago. I wish I could remember where, but the author was saying how her family has regular dinner conversation about how each person had failed that day, right? They just sit around the table and they talk about their failures of the day, probably small stuff, maybe sometimes big stuff. But I just thought that was so cool. You know, I think often culture tells us to cover up our mistakes or maybe to present this fake, perfect persona, but that's really so far from the truth. Living in fear of that failure is one of the biggest roadblocks to seeing our dreams come true. Fear of failure causes us to play safe, um, and it can really be quite paralyzing. It's also so powerful for us to let our kids see us make mistakes, right? We do it too. We're not perfect. We don't always get it right. We're human. Making mistakes is totally normal. You know, my kids are still little, and sometimes I'll make mistakes on purpose just so they can see me, one, make make mistakes, right? Um, But two, so they can see me respond. Sometimes I'll take a wrong turn driving home or I'll, you know, counting out loud, I'll miss a number or for cooking together, I'll get some eggshells in the batter when I'm cracking an egg and I just let them see me respond. Man, I just got some eggshells in here. That's okay. It happens. Here, let's take it out and I'm going to crack another egg. This time I'm going to be a little more careful. Just something like that, like pointing out you made a mistake, letting them see that it's not a big deal. You're going to try it again. You can do it. I think they really notice. Um, I also think that bold people, they just know they'll experience failure, right? It's inevitable. But because they know how to take those setbacks in stride, they're not defined by their mistakes. They can quickly adapt and adjust and move forward. And if you think about it, um, so much of adulthood, it's really experimentation, right? It's figuring out what fails and what works. It's that constant cycle. It's mistakes, 
adjustment, mistake, adjustment until you find something that works. Those of us who are in business, I mean, think about our business strategies. We're constantly experimenting. We try something new. We fail. We adapt. We adjust, right? We try again until it works, until it resonates with our target market. If we're going to succeed in business, we're constantly experimenting. And as moms, I mean, how about just raising kids with different temperaments or just raising children? Like they're all so different. What worked with my firstborn might not work with my other children. We're always trying new approaches, right? We're thinking of new strategies and new tactics and we're seeing what works. This is trying something. It's experiencing failure and it's adjusting and then trying again to find what works. I mean, as moms, we're freaking pros at doing this. I mean, think of something just as basic as traffic. Like you guys know me, I'm an efficiency freak. I'm always trying new routes to find the fastest way where I'm going. But if I take a new route and it takes me longer, that's a failure, right? But I adjust, I try a different way on the way home from work. It's curiosity, it's mistakes. And the way we respond to those mistakes, it's, it's such a big part of life. Being curious and embracing those mistakes, it's so powerful. And if we view things as experiments, I think, right? Instead of being paralyzed by the fear of failure, Uh, It takes so much of that pressure off. Okay, so number three, the third idea is to encourage boldness by celebrating our kids when they deal with adversity. You know, sometimes I feel like I hear all day long, but my kids are just complaining. It's not fair. It's too hard. Like, dyeing my shoes, it's too hard. Um, Adversity is inevitable. And like so much else in life, our journey is just marked by how we respond. So when our kids do encounter those hardships, right, we can discuss it with them, discuss how they handled it, what they did to get through it. One thing I really like to do is just point out to them the new skills they have now, right? That was so tough. And then you did it. And now you have the skill. You used to not be able to do that. And now you can do it, right? How did this experience increase their resilience? Learning not to give up at that first frustration, not bailing after that one setback. That's just such an important life skill. And being bold isn't about getting it right all the time, right? It's not about living on easy street. It's actually the opposite. It's about keeping on and evaluating, adjusting, continuing, not falling off course when it gets tough. So when our kids face adversity and they show that resilience, that grit and keep going, that's hard to do. That's an incredible accomplishment in and of itself, So let's just make sure we're acknowledging it and we're encouraging it. And then finally, the fourth idea I have for you is just to applaud their courage when they try something new, right? It's about just recognizing it. Whether it's jumping in the deep end of the pool, you know, trying out for that part in a play or going on their first roller coaster, we need to encourage our kids to try new and maybe scary things. We point it out, we make a big deal, we applaud their courage. And we can make sure we verbally recognize it, right? Wow, you are being so bold in trying this. I love watching you be brave and courageous. It goes back to the whole being comfortable, being uncomfortable thing, right? Trying new things, especially new things they're not good at yet. It makes our kids feel bold and confident. And it might be scary or hard, but they really can tackle whatever comes their way. And I want to talk about the power of that little word, yet, Friends, teaching our kids to add that word, just add a yet at the end of their thoughts of self-doubt or insecurity, it's so powerful. You know, I'm not good at this yet. I'm not on the varsity team yet, right? I don't understand calculus 
yet. I'm not good at making my bed yet. This little word, it can just hold so much hope and so much encouragement, especially when our kids are trying something new. And it reminds me, my kids got these little scooters last year. And when we took them out of the box and they tried scooting in the driveway for the first time, guys, it was painful. It was painful to watch. I mean, first of all, these kids look like C-3PO, right? They're covered. They have helmets and shoulder pads and knee pads and all of this protection. But literally every single push on that scooter, they'd go like three inches and crash, just crash and burn. And gosh darn it, these kiddos kept at it. And now, you know, they can scoot around the neighborhood with their eyes closed. But I don't let them forget it. It's probably annoying to them how often I remind them of it. But now, you know, anything new or scary that comes their way, first day of school, dentist appointment, I remind them. I remind them, remember that first time you got your scooters and it was so hard to stay on them and move forward? Remember how you kept falling off and then you had to get back up? Remember how the first time you rode them was the hardest time? And because you kept practicing, it only got easier and easier. And look how easy it is for you to ride your scooters now. And that's only because you kept at it, right? You didn't give up. It's exactly what's going to happen with swimming or riding their bikes or shooting free throws or doing cartwheels, whatever it is they're working on now. It's that courage to try something new and stick to it. That's that's boldness. All right, that's what I got for you guys. Uh, this episode is framed at encouraging our kids in boldness, but I got to be honest, you know, as I was writing these out, I was so convicted and I was so encouraged. And it's just true. As adults, we need these reminders too. Um, So number one, the journey is more important than the destination, right? We want to focus on the effort, that resilience and focus, not just the outcome. Number two, we want to encourage curiosity and mistakes, right? It's good for them to stay curious. Mistakes are inevitable, especially when we think of them as experiments, right? That's a powerful mindset shift. We use them as tools to figure out better ways to do things. Number three was to celebrate when they deal with adversity. We want them to stick out. The hard things, don't give up. We want to acknowledge and celebrate when we see it. And then number four was to applaud their courage in trying something new, right? New is scary. We all know that. New takes bravery, recognizing and applauding when our kids try something new. So all right, mamas, that is a wrap on our first Motherhood Monday. Let's pray boldness over our families as we jump into the week. God, you say the righteous are as bold as a lion. You give our families that boldness. Because you're with us, we know that no one can stand against us. You command us to choose fearlessness. Teach us to push through that fear. When our children are feeling afraid, when they're feeling inadequate or intimidated, remind them of who you are and who they are in you. Help us to be bold in the face of injustice. If our children see and hear things that aren't right, give them that boldness to speak up. Give them the integrity and the courage to stand for what is in accordance with your truth and not to back down when there's pressure to do the wrong thing. Empower them to stand firm and courageous. Remind us, God, that fear is a liar. You gave us, us and our children, a spirit not of fear, but of power. And when our children lack confidence, help us to encourage them to stand tall in the certainty of their self-worth as your creation. Silence our negative thoughts. Crush those feelings of inadequacy. Let us rest on the knowledge that we are accepted by your love, regardless of other people's opinions. As your child, our children are good enough. They're strong enough. 
They can do all things through you who strengthen them. We know you're with them wherever they go. Clear their minds of the noisy clutter of this world and help them hear your plan for their life. Surround them, God, with supportive friends and mentors who will encourage them to walk in boldness. Help us guide them to be who you've created them to be and encourage what you've empowered them to do. We love you. We thank you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, mamas, let's live boldly this week. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.